Hi everyone, welcome back to Paranormal. I'm your host, Marie Adiranti, and joining me today on the podcast is... Me, I'm back! <laughs> it's Victoria, by the way. Victoria is uh... back today. <laughs> Do you want to sing your theme song that you were just singing for them? Guess who's back? <laughs> back again. Okay, so we're sleep deprived. <laughs> it's both, Monday. Oh my god, we're both so tired. You guys will be listening to this on Tuesday. And it has been two weeks straight from the devil's dick. It has been <laughs> straight from the depths of hell these last two weeks. Um, we have worked overtime almost every day. True story. We're working this Saturday. Well, I am. I am not. I have a wedding to go to. I'm working this Saturday. Bless your soul. I know. Thank you. And just like a lot of like personal bullshit the last two weeks, I feel. Amen to that. Just like every aspect of life has just been shit. But you know what that means. It can only get better. There's nowhere to go but up. That's right. Exactly what I said. <laughs> so enough of our depressing talk. Um, what do we have for you today? We have just some just some listener submitted stories. I didn't really give Victoria much time to prepare for today. No, she literally told me today, hey, you're coming over. Hey, I need you to kind of come over today. Um, so I've got two listener stories victoria wants to read the third listener story and then we have uh the hometown haunt which is drum roll please arlington virginia brand new city to my podcast and um yeah so arlington virginia will be the hometown haunt today so let's you know what like let's just like dive right in there's no point in like dilly-dallying because you and i are so tired we feel like we're gonna vomit let's do this let's get into it so here is a story that i got from jules so jules wrote me a really nice message and uh she followed me on instagram which is really nice she's super cool so I love when people do that. You know, I feel like all these people that I'm actually going to read from followed me on Instagram. So I shouldn't be like, oh, it's so special. But Jules <laughs> was cool. So, well, I mean, you're all cool, but you guys, whatever. You guys were all cool. But Jules um, was like, it reminded me of like when I met BB on Aww. Instagram, you know. <laughs> okay. So she says, hey, Marie, I just got to say that I've been searching for a good paranormal podcast. And this one is perfect. You're amazing. Thank you. I just... <laughs> wow. Thanks, guys. I just wanted to share some experiences that I had after my friend from high school passed away. In 2011, my best friend from high school, Emily, passed away from an overdose just days shy of her 21st birthday. The day she passed, I had a panic attack in the shower. When I got out of the shower, I saw a missed call from her sister. It wasn't a big deal to me because I'm close to her sister, or I figured Emily's phone was dead and she was trying to contact me another way. Then I got the call. 
After the funeral, her sister cornered me and told me that she had been locked in her bedroom from the outside. Nobody else was home, but someone was holding the doorknob. Doors were slamming and a shelf broke in their bathroom. Nail polish spread across the floor in the shape of an E. I know. My mom was sitting in our living room talking about the death and a framed photo of my brother flew off the mantle. Then my brother said, hi, my dog. Sorry, my dog just walked in if you guys heard her nails clacking and her breath breathing into the microphone. Um, Then my brother sat in the chair Emily used to sleep in when she slept over and it was freezing. There was also a photograph that was impossible. Emily was standing in the hallway of my dorm. There was a mirror all the way down the hallway and you could see her in it. I had a visitation dream from Emily months after her death. She was radiant, wearing white, and she looked very happy. She hugged me and I felt a warmth. When I woke up, I felt a strange euphoria. I can't explain it, but it wasn't a regular dream. I knew she was telling me to stop worrying and being sad. My grampy, my favorite person ever, passed in December. The lights and sound were going in and out during his visitation. This may sound nuts, but these are things I can't explain. Feel free to share them. Thanks, Jules. You're the best. I'm not kidding. All right, I'm trying to find your your number one fan email. I'm surprised you didn't even see that. No, I, I have the it. Important folder. I have it. So this one came from Monica, who had tried. She's so great. She tried like numerous times to send me her stories. And then finally she like messaged me on Instagram and was like, can you just like, what's your email? So I wrote it down for her. And she goes, oh, I know what I was doing it wrong. What I was doing wrong. I was spelling it Adoranti instead of Adoranti. But it's probably like, honestly, I just blame my Canadian accent on that one. That's true. Because I say my, like if I, I said my name really fast and I was like Adoranti. So yeah, it does sound like Ada. Yeah, Randy, whatever. It, does. Anyways, it actually does. It starts here. You can go. Okay. Ahead. This is so cute. I I'm love letting it. you. This honestly, guys. Okay. So for the past like month and a half, I've had a hard time. Like I had someone pass away in my family, then I went away, and it's just been like a really, really tough roller coaster. Yeah, and like emotions and everything. So it's just been tough Rough. and busy and everything. Plus with work. So Marie sent me this yesterday and it honestly (laughs) made my day so much okay so thanks monica monica (laughs) hey marie and victoria my favorite of your guests guests laugh out loud (laughs) my name is monica i have a fan (laughs) love the podcast guys okay it's taken me a little bit to get this email together i have a few incidents that have happened to me since about 15 ish till recently that i'd like to share with y'all I'll throw in a creepy but hilarious story that happened to me when I was like twelve. I wonder that if I she's have... sorry. I wonder if she's the one from Arlington because she said y'all and it's Maybe. <laughs> Go Maybe. on, sorry. That I hadn't told anyone till recently at the end. I'll space them out to make it easier to read. Thanks, girl. You get us. <laughs> <laughs> the first incident I remember having, I was about fifteen and we had gotten home from my grandmother's house at around six AM. She lives in Tijuana. 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 I'm yeah. sorry. I'm so foreign. It kills me. You're so Polish. <laughs> Tijuana, Mexico. So it was about a two-hour drive. <laughs> what was the other one that you got wrong? I'm not 
mom told no. I know it. No, it wasn't kissing me. It was somebody. Yo, smite. Anyways, back to Monica's story. Stop interrupting me. You're being rude. Sorry, it's my podcast. You're right. It is. But I'm your co-host. Sorry, Monica. Anyways, going back (laughs) to the story. We get home and I go back to sleep. At around 8 a.m. ish, I start waking up because I hear my parents fighting loud. Plot twist. They weren't. But I distinctly hear, heard their voices, and as I tried to get up, my body went limp, and I got this tingling sensation all over my body, and I started to fall back into sleep. No. Or I'm not sure what, but the I then saw that I out. was in an all-white room, and in front of me was the Bible, and I started to get closer to it, and the thing flipped open right into my face, and I saw a whole-ass face just yell at me. Oh my god. I just started. Full disclosure, I didn't finish reading this email, so this is my (laughs) genuine reaction. I just started hysterically crying, and my mom came into the room, and the tingling finally stopped. I told her about me hearing her and my dad arguing, and she was like, your dad's asleep, and I was in the living room. I told her the rest of the story, and she said a couple prayers and some other Mexican Catholic stuff. Bro, I hear you. Except the Polish Catholic stuff. Italian, too. And I just tried to forget about it. Fast forward a few months, and being in high school, I'd stay up late doing homework slash on MySpace. Yes! You have no idea how into MySpace I really was. I was hard into MySpace. Yep. Slash AIM. Laugh out loud. Oh, like the MSN version. Yeah, like Like the the MSN. American version of MSN. Well, this particular night, I was in the living room at the desktop, and to my right was the hallway that connected the two bedrooms to the bathroom. I had earphones in, so I didn't hear anyone walking around, but I started to feel as if I, if someone was standing over my shoulder watching me. I figured it was one of my parents checking to make sure I was doing my homework. But then I looked to the hallway, and I saw a figure. If I close my eyes, I can still see it. It was a dark, tall man, almost as tall as a doorway, and he had a black trench coat and a hat, so I couldn't see his face. It was just darkness, but for some reason I knew he was old. I stared at it scared to look away because Yeah, to look away because I thought it might come closer. No. It then after what felt like forever, I took a couple steps into the bathroom and I kept staring to see if the bathroom light would turn on or whoever would walk back out, hoping it was one of my family members. Nope, nothing came back out. I hopped my ass to bed immediately. <laughs> Oh my god, I love you, Monica. Oh I told god. my mom this story after it just after it happened, and when I started describing the old, old tall man, she stopped me and finished describing him too. So I was like, oh shit, you've seen him in the hallway too? And she was like, no, not there. I saw him when I was younger back at the ranch in Mexico, <gasps> where she lived when she was a child. So it was following her mom. The story with that was that her uncle had supposedly buried some gold, no one's found it, on the property... And they'd see that guy protecting it. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Also, at that house, my sister would say there was a boy that lived there and died there, like, decades ago. His dad treated him horribly. I don't remember how my sister said he died, but he was so protective over her. At the time, my sister and my dad were super butting heads and would argue a lot. My brother was on leave from the Navy and came home for a few days. He slept in the living room. The next day, he told us he had the craziest dream about being attacked in the living room by a kid. 
He legit had scratch marks on his forearms. Since he and my dad look so much alike, my sister said that Jacob, the little boy, did that to him because he thought he was my dad. Damn. As I started writing that story about Jacob, my almost two-year-old son started screaming, scream crying from his bed, and I had to bring him into my bed to get him to stop crying. I've low-key hated cats most of my life. Because hey. we've always been dog people. Hey. There's I a have, but. We have both. <laughs> but when I moved into my first apartment with my fiance, Steven, I needed to get a cat. Steven. Yeah. Steven. Go on. I don't know why, but I just needed to have a cat. Yeah. We ended up rescuing two little kittens, oh. Hershey and Wu-Tang. Oh my god, Wu-Tang. <laughs> That's a good name. You guys are so cute. But almost a year after moving in, the landlord drops this bomb on Stephen that he later told me. The previous tenant died in the apartment, and before she died, her cat died, and she buried him outside the window. Oh my god. My kid's laughing in his sleep now. Ah! <laughs> I'm loving these updates. Updates, yeah. When I still lived with my parents before I met my fiancé, I shared a room with my two sisters, and one day my dad decided to rip out the carpet and put in hardwood floors. Cool, whatever. That night, I put my bed back together to sleep in. My sisters slept on the couches because their bunk bed wasn't put back yet. I didn't think any of it. I went to sleep like normal. And then in the mo- in the middle of the night, I started to hear hushed whispering. No. At first, I thought it was my neighbors outside my window, but then it became louder and like demanding my attention. But I wouldn't budge half because I was exhausted and half because I was tired, terrified. And I shit you not, I felt as if they grabbed my bed and started rocking it. I got up so damn fast and ran into my parents' room. I could swear on my life it happened, and I wasn't dreaming it because the rocking from my bed on the new floor was loud as hell to me, but my parents didn't hear anything at all, nor my sisters. No. So then there I am, 22-year-old me, sleeping in my parents' bed because I was terrified to go back to my room. Yep, that would have been me. I also experienced a lot of sleep paralysis episodes, but everything seemed to stop when I moved in with my fiancé. That is up until I had my son. I was in labor for 23 hours, and then my son passed his first meconium while still in utero. Can I read it for you? Meconium? Where is it? That. I don't know what it is. I don't know either. Sorry. Okay, well, while I'm reading this, you look it up. How about that? Okay, go on. We both had fevers when he was born, so he was taken to the NICU, where he spent five days. That first night, after having him, I slept on the hospital bed, and my fiancé on the pullout on the other (laughs) side of the bed. Meconium, or whatever it is. Do you want to know what it is? The dark green substance forming the first feces of a newborn infant. (laughs) Sorry, everyone. Oh, that actually happened to my mom and my brother. Oh, really? She had to be, yeah, like, she had to be induced and everything. Oh, my God. Because, like, if the baby ingests that and everything, it's bad. Well, yeah, that's terrifying. Okay, back to the story. Sorry. 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 First night after having him, I slept on the hospital bed and my fiancé on the pullout on the other side of the room and my son in the NICU. As soon as I was getting into deep sleep, I heard the whispering again this time. They were behind my hospital bed. And I couldn't really see anything, but in my head, I could, I don't know if that makes sense. Like in her so head, she, she couldn't could see yeah. them? Okay. I guess I could sense not see. I could sense them talking about me, watching me, but I couldn't make out what they were saying. Okay. Just that they were nuns and that there was a bright light behind them. Had him in a, 
Catholic hospital. It felt all so peaceful until it didn't, and I got so scared I woke Stephen up and I made him squeeze himself into my hospital bed and hold me till I fell asleep. The next day, I went to the NICU and I was feeding and holding my baby, and I dozed off with him in my arms. He was also asleep. There was a nurse in the room the whole time. But as I was falling asleep, I felt that same face from my first story there, and I could physically feel it trying to take my son out of my arms, and I couldn't move a damn muscle or make a noise. No. With all that, I had, I was trying to move my arms to hold my son tighter, but I couldn't, and then I just started yelling at it to fucking leave my son alone and never come near him again. I cursed at it and tried to tell it as loud as I could and as angry as I could, and then just like that, I was able to move again. I opened my eyes, and the nurse looked over at me and asked if I was okay because I was crying. I told her I was fine, and that was that. So I was like 12 to 13-ish, early 2000s, and for some reason, I was home alone watching a movie. Middle of the day, nothing scary. I was watching Joe Dirt. (laughs) I've never seen that movie. Really? Yeah, never. My boyfriend made me watch it. Yeah. It was kind of stupid, but kind of funny. (laughs) (laughs) Then the movie ended, and like five minutes later, the house phone rang. Caller ID said, unknown caller. I answered it, and this is exactly how the conversation went. I'm so afraid right now. Me. Hello? Caller. Hello? Yeah, hi. Me. Who is this? Caller. It's me. Joe Dirt. Me. No. No. Mind you, no one knew I was watching freaking Joe Dirt because no one was home. Half out loud. Every time I see David Spade on TV or whatever, <laughs> I laugh because what the fuck? Oh my god. That. Oh and my god. And there you have it. Hope you enjoyed my no, rambling. What happened? What did you say to what did you say to Joe Dirt on the She phone? hung up. Oh, she I hung said up. that. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed it. Now that I have to wait for my fiance terrifying. to get home because I can't go to sleep. Well, yeah, god damn. Well, Monica, thank you so much for Monica. all of your stories and for being my fan. Shout out to Monica. Um, oh my god, yeah. that's terrifying. All right, okay. All right, I've got an email here from Darian, who has several spooky stories. This is the, the what the. <laughs> The subject line, several spooky stories for a spectacular lady. Oh my gosh, I love him already. Hello, Marie. I am absolutely excited to be writing to you. This is one of those things that I always say I'm going to do, but never get around to do it. Usually the excuse is, oh, they'll never read my messages. But out of desperation this past Sunday, oh yeah, this is a good story. Out of desperation this past Sunday, I decided to contact you on Instagram because I was having trouble with my podcast app and you replied pretty much immediately, it's because I have no life. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I live alone because I instantly started squealing like a fangirl. (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. My poor cats Cosmo and Wanda and my dog Bones did not approve though. I also have two cats and a dog. You are amazing and so sweet to talk to and I thank you for that. Now, on to the stories. Story number one. When I was young, I was very close to my grandfather who I called Papa Jimmy. Papa Jimmy was my father's father. I was his closest grandchild. Unfortunately, he passed away due to a massive heart attack in his house, in his bedroom, while taking a midday nap. My parents, what, that's a lovely time to go. Of the middle of the day nap. Honestly. What a peaceful nap. I think it is peaceful to just yeah. 
go in your sleep. Well, yeah. Like, that's what everyone wishes, right? Yeah. When people are like, oh, I hope I die in my sleep. Yeah. Like, everyone. But I'm just saying, like, the middle of the day nap, oh, my God. Like, that's, like, the best kind of nap. Anyways. So, like, I'm sorry he died. I'm just saying. <laughs> but, like, he woke up, he still saw everyone, and then he went to nap. Yeah. It was nice. Anyways. My parents were on their way to take me to see him when it happened. We pulled up to their house, and my parents spoke to a policeman standing outside their house. The ambulance was still on its way. My parents didn't get me or my one-year-old brother out of the car. They just left us in the car to go see what happened. I had no idea what was going on. I was just playing with my Etch-a-Sketch. But I still remember to this day that while I was playing with my toy, I just stopped, looked at the seat in front of me, and I just had this impending doom feeling come over me, like a warning right in my stomach. I just knew my papa had passed away. Not too long after, the ambulance arrived. They pulled up right by our car, and I just rolled down my window and told the paramedics, I think he's dead, but it's okay. They (laughs) ran... Sorry. (laughs) I'm like... I just feel like when I'm reading this, too, like, like a I'm, movie. Having, well, I'm having different reactions than I normally would be because I'm like exhausted. <laughs> yes, definitely. But anyways, um, they rushed in and after a while they came out empty handed. He was gone. My parents came back to the car and silently drove us to a babysitter. When we pulled up to the sitter's place, I started crying and yelling at them, asking them why they weren't going to tell me that Papa was dead. They just looked at me like I was crazy for a split second. And then we all cried and hugged. And they talked it out with me. Kind of eerie, right? It gets better with a bunch of exclamation points. Ooh. Drink your tea, Marie. I'm trying. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. No, there's like something stuck in my throat. Oh my gosh. <coughs> I don't know Get what it, it is. together, girl. Get <clears throat> it together. What an unprofessional po- I really need somebody to like take over the whole like editing and mixing of this this thing. <laughs> somebody no, help raw me. footage is the best. Someone help. Okay, story number two. <clears throat> During the time my papa passed away, we were moving into a new house. The house always gave me a bad vibe. Oh shit. I didn't like to be in a room without noise from a radio or TV on at all times. There was this little attic window that looked like a little castle tower with a circular nope. window in it. Nope. I would play outside and everyone, I would play outside and and then I would get this feeling that I was being watched. I would stare into this window for several minutes at a time until someone asked me what I was doing. Then I would just go about my business as usual. I don't remember much else about living in this house. It's as if I've blocked those memories out. Ooh. But my parents have told me some crazy-ish Some crazy-ish that happened in this house. One thing uh, was that I apparently had insane night terrors. I'm sure you know that night terrors are way worse than nightmares. My mom said that I would scream and flail and cry uncontrollably in my sleep, and I couldn't be woken up. The worst part is that when I would wake up from a night terror, I would have no memory of what happened or why I was crying. My mom said that every time this happened, I would be screaming in my sleep, No, Papa, I don't want to go. Don't let the angels take me. Oh, my God, that is terrifying. so sad. I know. But when I would be playing in my room during the day, I would pretend to be flying with angels because my room had shag carpeting that was baby blue and white swirls. And I also said it looked like heaven. Also, apparently, I had an imaginary friend who I would play with and talk to all the time. 
When people would ask me who I was talking to, I would tell them it was my friend James. This creeped out the adults in my family because my papa's actual name was James, but I couldn't have known that. One day, my family was at my grandmother's house, and I saw a young picture of my papa, and I started yelling with excitement, Mama, look, it's my friend James. <gasps> this really upset my grandmother and started to worry my parents a lot. That is so, like, scary but heartwarming at the same time that her papa was hanging out with her. That's so sweet, though. Right? It is cute. Anyway. Okay. Then it's bonus story. Yes. <laughs> Bonus, bonus. I'm sorry if my bonus, dog keeps bonus. into this microphone. She's so She's extra. our guest. I host. love you. You're so nice. You're the nicest girl. The look. She's so cute. Okay, bonus story. Not my story, but it goes along with the theme here. My mom told me this a few years back. The reason why we were moving into this creepy house was because one day, while my mom was at home with me and my little brother, she was in the living room watching some show or movie, I'm not sure, called Cape Cod, and she was, I loved Cape Cod, I used to go there when I was a kid, and folding clothes. She said she liked it a lot and watched it all the time when she was cleaning. She said that she wasn't really watching the TV because she was doing laundry. Well, she looked up at the TV screen at one, at the TV screen at one point and noticed that the screen was that white and gray fuzzy screen with no picture coming through whatsoever, but the audio from the show was coming through crystal clear. She went over to the TV to try and fix the problem, but as she got closer, she noticed a picture coming through, oh my God, through the screen. Is this, okay. this is, what's it called? Like the ring? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> Poltergeist. <laughs> They're here. Um, it's not funny. Okay. I don't joke around with TVs, okay? Okay. okay. It starts doing that, I throw it out right away. Oh my god. <laughs> like, uh, no. Okay. Oh my god. I'm trying to find it. Coming through the screen, so she stopped and looked. She said the screen what still was still the white fuzzy screen, but in the center of the screen faded into clear view, and there was a black and white scare face of a man that covered most of the screen. And then it smiled. <gasps> oh, hell no. Oh, hell no. Needless to say, she hightailed it out of there. She grabbed me and my brother and went to her best friend's house, called my dad, and said that we were moving ASAP and that he refused to step foot back into the house. According to my dad, she never did either. He and his brothers and his best friend moved their belongings within one week, and during that week is when my papa died. Shit. Story number three. <laughs> fast forward a few years now i was probably i really love this email i was probably around eight years old my grandmother still slept in the same room and uh bed that my papa had died in what made this room even creepier to me was that the entire room for as long as i can remember was painted a deep navy blue that just creeped me out so bad (laughs) uh one night i was staying the night with my grandmother who i call mima by the way she made me sleep with her in her bedroom It was super early and I couldn't sleep, so I was just doing whatever weird things kids do in bed when they can't sleep. I was laying on the left side of the bed and the door exiting the room is on the wall to the left of the bed and the doorway is near the foot end of the bed. While I was laying there, I saw the black silhouette of a woman that looked just like my mom because my mom had a very specific shape of thick curly hair. The woman leaned her head into the room and I just whispered, Mama? The woman then walked entirely through the doorway, stood right at my feet and then at the end of the bed and did a shushing motion with her arm and leaned forward. 
She then slowly walked around to the other side of the bed and walked into a small closet that was on the right side of the head of the bed on the same wall that the headboard was touching. I sat up and watched the closet confused because I knew that closet didn't go anywhere. Less than a minute later, I saw the black silhouette of a man run out of the room following the same path that the woman took. It freaked me the hell out. I just pulled the covers over my head and panicked until I fell asleep. I never told my grandma or my parents. I don't know why. Years later, that house burned down while no one was home, but they could never find the exact cause of how the fire started. Since then, no one in my family has rebuilt on the property. It still sits there, and the property will go to the first family member that wants it, but no one does. (laughs) Thank you so much for reading my stories. I have several more, but I figured putting them down in an email would be too much. Plus, all these stories run together, so I figured this would be the best place to end for now. Much no, much love from, I think it's Senla, or Kenla, Central Louisiana. A Darian. My ba, God. Ba, 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 Darian. That's intense. I know. That was a good one, Darian. We appreciate you. Love it. Yeah. That's it. Love it. Okay. So thanks to my three listeners that wrote cool stories this week. And if you have any more to share, keep keep them coming. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, so Arlington, Virginia. Thank you for listening to me so much this last few weeks. I have found the ghost story from Arlington, Virginia that I would like to share, which is the ghost tale from the Old Post Chapel. I haven't had a chapel on this one yet, so I'm excited. So across the street from a cemetery in Arlington is perhaps the most haunted Arlington site of them all. It's called the Old Post Chapel. Uh, It was once used as a mourning room, and there's so much paranormal activity that has been spotted there that I guess students, when they like go on field trips, I guess, um, they get like ghostly chills. Constant voices and footsteps have been reported at the chapel. Locked doors have been uh, swung open without any like reason behind it. Cabinet drawers will swing open to 90 degrees. Loud organ music has been said to play in the chapel at odd hours of the night. The chapel is also home to many known apparitions. There's a small boy who is seen running through the chapel, but as soon as he faintly appears, he just as quickly vanishes. Some have heard a woman wailing in the front of the chapel, while others have seen a beautiful, dark-haired Spanish lady who ap- who disappears the moment she realizes she's being watched. Uh, so apparently it was a military chapel, and it was adjacent to the Arlington National Cemetery, um, and it's where majority of funerals that take place in the cemetery begin. Uh, over 400,000 soldiers have been buried there, and there's a significant presence from families who have experienced loss and buried loved ones. And the space has a continuous importance as hollowed ground. Um, Soldiers stationed here will often talk of the tombs guards or local MPs and hear about strange occurrences. Uh, For instance, a lady in red, so this must must be the Spanish lady, can be seen walking through the cemetery lost as though she's looking for the grave of someone close to her. The clip-clop of horses can occasionally be heard on overcast evenings, despite all burials taking place during the daytime. And an apparition can be seen in one of the anterooms, kneeling in prayer, likely for a fallen soldier. 
once observed the apparitions lit candles blow out. Holy. And that's it. There wasn't, like, too much, but anyways, whatever. And that's it for this episode of Paranormal, your favorite ghostly podcast. With your favorite co-host. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. I am back. She is back. All right. Well, it's been swell. It's been a slice. Get out of my house so I can go to bed. I was just going to say I was going to leave to go to bed. It is 7.45. Go to sleep. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. Uh, As always, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Splendora underscore. Don't add me on Facebook. It's weird uh, that you could even find me on there considering it's not even my real last name anymore on there. And... um, um uh email me if you have cool ghost stories to share it's adoranti adoranti m gmail.com <laughs> and also rate review subscribe to my podcast so that i move up those charts and can afford to pay someone to edit all this dumb shit that you don't want to hear out Like this. Like this. Stay spooky. Bye.